Welcome to the podcast of Harvest Baptist Church in Harvest, Alabama. We invite you into our sanctuary as we dive into God's Word with our pastor, Dr. Al Peringer. I want you to take your Bibles or your apps, turn to Romans chapter 12, and I'll read verses 3 through 8 here in just a moment. I mean, we're just blessed to have these ladies here. I mean, obviously, for me, it's exciting for very personal reasons, uh, but it's not just for those personal reasons, and it's not just the beautiful music and, and worship that... Uh, we're seeing, but I, I love the example that we have here because here you have a group of young ladies to whom God has given a very great gift, and they are using that gift to make Jesus known, to serve God, and to serve His church, to glorify His name. Now, you know, we heard uh, some of them, uh, some of them are going into worship ministries, some of them are not. And so, you know, a good portion of them are not going into a vocational ministry, and yet they still have a ministry because God is going, they're going to allow what God has given them to sing forth His praises. They're going to allow themselves to be used by God to make Jesus known and in whatever way, in whatever situation that God leads them to. And it's a reminder to all of us that each of us has been given a gift. This is not a gift to be a pew sitter. It is not a gift to be a couch potato. It is a gift to serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to do something with what God has given us in the name of Jesus so that the gospel message would be made known, that Jesus saves, the my Jesus that they sang about. And so, so free, and you and I have all been given by the Creator a gift, and a certain way to use that gift, a talent to use for a particular reason. I think of the prophet, what God told the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you, I appointed you. For Jeremiah he was appointed to be a prophet to the nation. But we all who, who are in Jesus Christ, we all have an appointment. What it was said to Jeremiah can be said for everyone who is in Jesus Christ. Before you were even created, God had a plan. And God had a place. And after you came to faith in Jesus Christ, you were equipped with a gift to fulfill that plan at that place. And so in light of the gifts that we see on display today, I want to study what Paul says about these giftings in Romans 12, verses 3 through 8. Remind us that God has equipped every Christian with a unique gift to serve Him and His people. And maybe there's someone here who just needed that reminder, maybe just needed that little push to say, you know what, I am going to serve my God in the way that He has equipped me. Now, I want to read verses 3 through 8, if you'll stand in reverence to the reading of God's holy word as I read these verses. And Paul wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, I pray that all of us, we, we need to be convicted in some way, shape, or form. This world is getting so dark, and you need us to shine your light. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that we would take that seriously and use us to your glory in the ways that you have equipped us. And we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, very quickly this morning, we're going to do three very quick lessons about this gifting. And the first lesson I want to talk about is our attitude about our gift. Our attitude toward our gift. In verse 3, Paul reminds us about the origin of the gift and that the origin of the gift in turn determines the attitude that we have toward the gift. He tells us that it is by God's grace that we have been given this gift. It is by God's grace. I mean, this is the way that God deals with humanity, period. Everything is by grace. Everything is by his unmerited favor. Just like salvation in Jesus Christ is all of grace, nothing that we earned or deserved. It is a gift. And just like the gift of salvation, the gift that we are given to serve him is by his grace. It's not something we necessarily chose. It is the way he built us. It is the way he made us. It is the way that he gifted us. It's by His grace. Our God is a God of grace. And boy, aren't we glad He is. Because humanity in sin deserves nothing good from God. Yeah, we all like to think a little bit highly of ourselves. Oh yeah, I deserve this and I deserve that. No, you deserve the wrath of God because you have broken His law. You are a sinner. But God, by His grace, sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins to rise again. And then, by grace, he has gifted you to serve him so that others may know about the Savior who he extends by grace. Our God is a God of grace. By God's grace, he so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son so that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then, God, he doesn't need humanity for anything. But he loves us and he gives us gifts to work by his side so that his son is made known, his son is glorified, and his kingdom is expanded throughout the world. And since this is the case that the gift that we are given is given by grace, Paul says, you have been given this gift by grace, you ought not to think more highly of yourselves. You ought not to get arrogant with the gift that you are given Yes, there are gifts that are a little bit more visible than others. But just because your gift is more visible than others does not make your gift more important than others. Just because we can sing beautifully or just because we can stand in front of people and teach doesn't mean our gift is any greater than any other gift. We are part of God's plan. We are no more important You know, those who stand on the stage and do the preaching and the singing and things like that. We are no important than the person who quietly ministers to the poor in some run-down portion of the city. And so Paul says, judge with a silver, silver judgment. Keep your head about it. Think about yourself reasonably. You are gifted the way you are gifted by the grace of God. Not because God thought you were special or you thought you were warm and fuzzy or, you know, something like that. He didn't think that you were more important than others, but he gave you a gift to glorify his name and to be a blessing 
to those that he puts in your path. And so we use our gift with great humility. We use it with awe. We use it with wonder. Yeah, wonder that God would use us for anything at all. We are, we are in awe of that. And so our attitude toward our gift is one of humility and just praising God that he sees fit to use us for whatever reason that he sees fit to use us and praise his name. The second lesson that Paul talks about is God's purpose for our gift. God's purpose for our gift. And in verses four and five, Paul says that our gifting makes us a part of a greater whole. Here and elsewhere, you know, he uses the analogy of a body. You know, just like a human body is made up of different parts, so too is his people. So too is the church. We are made up of different members who have different gifts, who do different things. And just as the different parts of the body, you know, the different functions, ears and eyes and nose and whatnot, we all do different parts of ministry within the church and we all have a part we never grow too old to use our gift over time i believe that our giftings might change god will will change our giftings for the season of life that we are in but we're never too old and we're never too young to use our gift for the glory of god and so just like the different parts of the body function for the good and service of the whole body, so too do the different members of the church serve and function for the good and service of the church to the glory of God. And just like the different parts of the body can't function apart from one another, neither can the church. And so Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 4, he tells us to use whatever gifts we receive to serve others as faithful stewards of the grace God has given us, there's that word again, grace. According to Paul in Ephesians 4, we are given these gifts to equip the saints for ministry, to be about the unity, to bring about the unity and the maturity of the body of Christ. And so God's purpose for our gifts is to serve one another in love, contributing to the growth and unity of the church, and not just that, to use our gifts to honor and glorify him, reflecting his character through our abilities that he has given us. And so, you know, there's an attitude we have. We found God's purpose. Now, third and finally, I want to talk about the application of our gifts. The application of our gifts. Paul says in verse 6, Since everyone has a gift, according to the grace that God has given us, we are to use them. Whatever they might be, we are to use them. Now here, and, and Paul does this in several of his books, he, he lists different kinds of gifts, but these lists are never exhaustive. I mean, in none of those lists that he gives does he give, say, or talk about the gift of music, but I'll tell you what, we have witnessed today there is a gift of music, is there not? So there's definitely that, that gifting. And, and so ultimately, we find our, how God has gifted us, and then we match it with whatever passion God has put into our heart. You know, God will match our gift with a passion, put it together, and that's where you can serve him. Now, of course, you know, the question that is often asked is, how do you find your gifting? How do you know your gifting? I mean, yes, you search scripture, and yes, you pray, but how do you know your gifting? And yes, you know, there's those spiritual gift tests that you take and write down and answer some questions. I found an author who had an interesting take on this. It's a bit of a different take, but I thought, you know what, this might, I think he's on to something here. 
Because this author felt that if you would just reflect on how you would react in a certain situation, that actually would, would indicate to you the kind of gifting that God has given you through His Holy Spirit. It'll indicate to you what the natural bent, you know, the bent that He has given you might be. And so he put it into story form. And he said, suppose you are driving down the freeway behind a pickup truck that had a family of five inside and it had cages of chickens in the bed of the truck. All of a sudden, the truck, the truck swerves out of control, runs off the road into the ditch, and it flips over. The cages fly out of the back and the break open, so there's chickens everywhere. And so you and a bunch of other people pull over to help them. Now, what is it that you are most likely to do and engage in when you go to assist them? This might give an idea of how you have been gifted. Now, at first, you know, that sounds kind of silly. I mean, you know, it might have been kind of a silly uh, story that he told, you know, chickens flying everywhere and things like that. But I mean, think about what he's talking about. Think about that scenario, any other scenario. You ask yourself, what, what is the first thing that I would do? What is my natural reaction? What would be the first thing that you would do? So he asked several questions. Are you the person who would immediately take charge? Then maybe your gift is leadership. Are you the person who would listen to the leader's ideas and then organize and oversee the details? Well, then maybe your gift is administration. Are you the person who would focus immediately on the needs of the people? Well, maybe your gift is helps or mercy. Are you the person who realizes that since the effort is gonna take a while, you wanna help the helpers, you know, giving the rescue team what they need? Well, then maybe your gift is hospitality. Are you the person to figure out what went wrong and then try and tell other people how to avoid the same thing? Well, maybe your gift is teaching or prophecy. Are you the person who just walks up and starts to help in whatever way possible? Well, then maybe your gift is service. And so he's using an exercise of self-reflection about what would be my first reaction? What is it that I, I, I would just do? And, and, you know, that might be an indication of what your, your gifting might be. But you know what, what you notice in this scenario that he's talking about is that different people, various people, are using various gifts and yet they work together toward a common goal. That's what the church is all about. You have a contribution to give your gift for the greater good. Your gift, you have been wired a certain way, you join with others so that the whole body is healthy and is functioning as it has been called to do. And so you use those gifts. So, you know, for example, my gifts, when I take the, I mean, I know my passions too, but you know, I take them spiritual gift tests and, and it says teaching and prophecy, not prophecy like I can tell the future. I mean, I can't, I can't even remember the past. I'm sure not gonna tell the future. <laughs> what was I saying? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> It's talking about taking the Word of God and, and just speaking it into, you know, what, what's, what's going on. And, you know, I'm, I, I love God's Word. It was God's Word that brought me to salvation in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to tell you what God's Word says, and I'm going to tell you what it means for now. My gift is not leadership. I am not a visionary. But it's not that I don't lead. I mean, I'm a pastor. It kind of comes with the territory. I mean, that's kind of part of the job description. I mean, you lead. That's just not my gift. My gift is not mercy. Now, it's not that I'm, I don't care. 
about people. I care very much about people. But my first gut reaction isn't to come alongside and nurse someone, you know, physically or spiritually. And probably if you were sick, you probably wouldn't want me any, you know, trying to help you out either. But I'm, I have my bent. But I'll tell you what, I need those who have the other bents, those other gifts. I need the people who have mercy to come within the church family and even outside the church family to show mercy to people. And, and, and then I can concentrate on what God has called me to do, teach God's word. Let you know what God's word has to say for today and we need this foundation today more than we have ever needed it before with everything that's going on. But here's the thing, you are gifted in a certain way as well. And you ought to seek ways to use your gift, to practice it with a heart of humility as well as a heart of faith. Three quick applications. One, we seek to serve using our gifts to glorify God and help others. Two, we value and respect the gifts of others as together we serve God's purpose. And three, we come to see that using our gifts for God gives us a purpose that is much bigger than ourselves. And so Christian today, when we have our invitation, come to the altar and pray that God would open up a door for you to use your gift. Or if you don't know your gift, come to the altar and pray that God would, would uh, just bring some clarity. Pray that, that God would give you discernment about what your gift is. Maybe there's some here who have been waiting to join the church. We, we, we need you. We need whatever your gifting is. We need you. We want you to be a part of it, and so come join the church. But there's one most important thing. Before you receive the gift to serve God, you first have to receive the gift of his son. Have you? As the world grows darker, The church needs to be pure in its message. Following the golden rule will not get you to heaven. Going to church will not get you to heaven. Doing good things will not get you to heaven. There's only one way. And it's the Jesus that these young ladies sang about. And my question to you is, have you placed your faith and trust in him? Not in, I'm, I'm a daughter of a preacher or granddaughter of a preacher or whatever. Not in your heritage, but in what you have done with Jesus Christ. And if you have not placed your faith in Jesus Christ, as the ladies are going to be uh, leading us in an invitation song, you know, I'm going to be up front here. I want you to come and find me and say, I need to know Jesus. And, and I will tell you about my Jesus. It's the same Jesus that these young ladies have been singing about today. And I pray you leave here today with the knowledge and assurance that you have eternal life because you have believed in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Harvest Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at harvest-baptist.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.
You can also find info on our children's ministry on Facebook at Harvest Baptist Children's Ministry or on Instagram at KidsQuest underscore HBC. Our student ministries on Facebook at HBC Vertical Student Ministry and on Instagram at VSM underscore HBC. We welcome you to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We are located at 8999 Waltrana Highway in Harvest, Alabama. Thanks for listening and God bless.